Mike. Hey, Jordan. How's it going, man? What's up, brother? <laughs> just, just so you know, we are recording just from the very beginning, but good. Man, it is great. Great to see you. I'm very excited about this. How are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited. You know, I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Um, I just got to start by just thanking you, honestly, for everything you're putting out there. Like I found you in 2019, I think, and um, been following ever since I follow, you know, followed your, your calorie calculator, all that stuff when and whenever like my friends ask for stuff or I see somebody posting on Reddit, like on dad forums, like, Hey, I'm looking to like Epic into work out. I'm like, here's what you do. And I, I <laughs> give like the basic things. I'm like, but go follow Jordan. Look, I like link your videos and stuff. So I'm like, yeah, I'm always putting your stuff out there. Cause it's been huge. It's been huge for me, man. It means the world to me. You are always so kind and so supportive and uh, I love when I see your your profile picture come up in my DMs, like whenever I get that <laughs> chance, like it, it means a lot, man. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. It means the world to me. And and like again, I'm I'm very excited to to have the opportunity to finally chat. I feel I feel like this is one of those instances which I feel like we're already friends before we've even <laughs> actually like spoken like this. So so thank you for all your support and I'm just excited to to link up. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Awesome. So, so this is your time, a hundred percent. Anything you want to chat about, uh, anything you want to discuss, like a hundred percent, whatever you want to chat about. There's no holds barred. Whatever you want to discuss. Yeah. All right. Well, like leading up to this, I had a few thoughts of like what I wanted to talk about because I'm 37. I'm gonna be so like my goal is I wanted to kind of get. I want to like be in the best shape I've ever been in. Um, by the time I'm 40, right. Okay. And so like leading up to this call, I was like, okay, cool. Maybe I can like try to dial in my consistency and then like kind of get that dialed in and then chat with Jordan about that and see what that looks like. And then my appendix burst. Um, oh, so, so that happened when Shot that all those happened? plans right in the face. That was about, that was about a month ago. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Three weeks, a month ago, something like that. Yeah. Did, did what happened? Like, where were you? So I was, I was at, I work from home. My wife and I run our own business and get more into that later. But, um, so yeah, I was just working in the afternoon and then I just felt like this weird, huge stomach pain. It was like, I, I didn't know if it was like gas pain or something weird. And I, I'm like, okay, something's wrong. Something's up. Now, like I'm kind of notorious for stomach issues over the years, like nothing serious, just like here and there. But so I'm like, all right, I took some Alka-Seltzer. I'm like, all right, I'll just push through. We'll, we'll be all right. And my wife gets home and she takes one look at me. She's like, what's wrong? I'm like, oh. uh, yeah. So my stomach feels a little weird. She's like, do you need me to go get the girls? Cause our, you know, we have two daughters, eight and four and they're with the grandparents and stuff. I'm like, no, nah, I'll go pick them up. Don't worry about it. And so I get in the car. Oh, I'm driving around. I'm picking them up. I get home. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to bed for a little bit. I'm just gonna kind of rest up. And about two hours later, just pain, nausea, vomiting. I'm like holding my phone with a shaking hand, looking up, googling appendicitis. I'm like, I have every symptom. Okay, cool. Oh my We're gonna go God. to the ER. So that happened, and I had. So that was like seven o'clock at night. I go to the ER, get transferred to another hospital about midnight. And at 4 a.m. the next morning, get woken up. They're like, yeah, they took another look at the CT scan. Looks like your appendix did rupture. So they're going to be in at about an hour to get you into emergency surgery. So cut to, huh. yeah, 6.15 a.m. I'm I'm getting wheeled into surgery and that's that. Now, We're, the good thing is everything went fine. Okay. We're all good. Um, you know, like I said, a few weeks out of recovery, um, that all went exactly how it needed to. I was only in the hospital for like two extra days. 
Um, I'm feeling good, feeling strong. So I, I wanted to get all that out there because my original thing was going to be like, you know, I was going to start, I was going to try to get back into working out and then talk to you about a couple of things. And now I just kind of want to have the discussion of like starting from base. Like I am about as baseline level zero as you can get. Um, because like working out consistently has been a really big struggle for me. Um, like I, <laughs> I got into the inner circle in like September of last year. Dude, I think I worked out maybe seven times in a year. Okay. Um, I tracked my like nutrition consistency every month. My goal was always like 80. I was like, all right, cool. 40% this month. All right, next month, let's try for 70. All right, cool. I was 30% this month. <laughs> um, and I, I didn't like never hit above like 40%. So the long story short is over the last year, I've been oscillating between like 173 to like 168. I always get down to like 168 and then things happen and I creep my way back up. So I've just been kind of bouncing around. So I kind of wanted to take this as an opportunity, both to look at like short-term planning, mm -hmm. right? To kind of get back into things, but then long-term planning again for that, goal of just being very fit by the time I'm 40. Mm -hmm. And it was really cool. Your post the other day where you're like, this isn't the strongest I've ever been. This isn't the mm -hmm. leanest I've ever been, but you're like, this is the healthiest I've ever been. And mm -hmm. that's what I'm looking to get to. Right. I'm not, okay. we're not doing huge powerlifting numbers. Um, not going for crazy aesthetics or six pack or anything like that. I love food way too much for any of that <laughs> to ever be a thing. Like absolutely not like that. <laughs> train has left the station a long time ago. That's okay. Um, yeah, I'm really just in this for longevity and sustainability. And yeah, just kind of wanted to talk through, you know, some of this, my hangups over the years, kind of where I'm coming on, coming from, because part of it is a, you know, an actual planning standpoint of like, okay, try these workouts, ease yourself in with this, but it's also mental barriers, right? Because mm -hmm. that's a huge part of it, especially for me. Um, and I know in that there's a dose of just like, just need to do the damn work. Mm -hmm. And I get that, but I'm, um, you know, any kind of, you know, we can kind of talk towards that any advice to kind of help get through that work through initial discomfort. That's something I'm looking to kind of get a handle on as well. I love that. Dude, that makes total sense. You articulated it perfectly. Um, let's start with, I have a question out of, and, and we don't have to choose, but this, I'm going to frame it at the beginning. If we, if you had to choose which one you would like to target first, nutrition or working out, which one would you, which one would you enjoy more? Which one would you like targeting first? I think working out definitely, because like I've, I've done, you know, I've been in, as Susan likes to say, the calorie deficit mindset mm -hmm. for about three or four years. Okay. But the first like year or two, I had really good success. Like when I found you and started following everything and really like learned about calorie deficit and everything, I was like 199 and I got oh, wow. myself down to like 170. And that's kind of where I've been hanging out. Yeah. So like, I'm not going to negate, negate that process. Like I can, I can do that. It's more my hangups of like, again, working through discomfort, working through like some depression and anxiety stuff that I've always, you know, kind of struggled with. Um, and I feel like if I start with working out, mm -hmm. that's going to help my mental capacity and my stress and my anxiety. And it's going to make it easier for me, I think, to then stick to, you know, the, the calorie deficits and, and everything that I, that I need to do nutrition wise. 100% spot on. And not only, not only do I agree with you, it's just 
you're right. That is correct. Once you get <laughs> in, it, which is one of the reasons why you've seen me really like you followed since 2019. So you've seen a huge push for me, even for something as simple as walking. Yeah. And, and it's in a huge part because walking is actually legitimately very beneficial. There's also the side of there's a ton of evidence showing that once you do something physical, it becomes actually much easier to tackle other things as well, whether it's nutrition, sleep, uh, whatever someone else might be struggling with. So yeah. I completely agree, starting with exercise. So with that in mind, something you said a few minutes ago stuck out. You said one of the big things for you is your mental barriers. Could you talk to me about that and specifically in regard to exercise? Yeah. So the biggest thing for me is, so quick snapshot of my life. Um, married, I've been, my wife and I have been together. We started dating almost 20 years ago. We hit 20 wow. years in 2024. Yeah. So we started dating in high school. Um, so we've been married for 12 years now, have two kids, eight and four we run our own business out of our home. Uh, it's called, uh, it's called hello lavender. Um, okay. you can, it's at hello lavender.com and people can find us on IG at hello lavender design. Okay. But long story short, my wife is a polymer clay artist and she makes earrings and also these things called stitch markers. So okay. the business used to be, she, she's a knitter and crocheter. And so she would knit and crochet things and we'd go to craft fairs and sell them and stuff like that. And then she switched it it just randomly made some stitch markers in the beginning of 2020, that faded year. Um, and so stitch markers are for knitters and crocheters to kind of keep track of their progress as they work okay. through a pattern, like keep track of their rows. Okay, that's a row, that's a row, da, 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 da. She did that and then just randomly made a few, put them up on the website and they all sold. And the next time she made more and then they also. And now we're to the point where we you know, have pre-orders go up and we have people like rush into the website and this is what we do. I, that's amazing. I used to be full-time IT and then I dropped to part-time in 2020. And then as of 2021, January, 2021, I've been with Hello Lavender full-time and that's what we do. So we run everything out of our house and it's an insane ride that I never thought I would be on, but here we are. So it's called Hello Lavender. Hello Lavender. Yeah. Let's yeah. get everybody going to Hello Lavender. <laughs> Let's get like that is like what you two are doing is I love like small business operations. I think it's like this is what this is what fuels so much of our economy. Like let's go. Mm -hmm. Everyone go to Hello Lavender. I'm going to go to Hello Lavender. I love Thanks, that. Thanks, man. Congrats to both you and your wife. That's that's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um so I say all that because the general you know, rhythm of my day is wake up at 545, get my eldest set in the morning and off to school, come back, get our youngest off to preschool. And then I come back and kind of work on the business throughout the day. Sometimes I'm picking up the kids, getting them over to the grandparents after school and stuff. And then dinner happens, after school activities happen. And then in the evening, three to four nights out of the week to make sure I'm keeping up with my end of the business and make sure we stay on track. Um, I'm working another two or three hours, right? So I'm working until, you know, 10, 30. I try not to go later than 10, 30, just because mm -hmm. then I'm getting up that. Or like if I'm stopping work at 10, 30, 
I'm not going to bed at 10 30. Like yeah. I'm getting into bed at like 11 30, 11 45 is when I'm actually like falling to sleep. Right. So sleep is another area where that's, <laughs> it kind of is what it is, you know? It is what it um, is. And so that's, so that's where I have been trying to, in the past, get in small, like 30 minute workouts when we get the girls to bed. They go to bed about 8, 8 30. So then in my head, I'm, going over in our room, lifting some weights, you know, just uh, dumbbells and stuff. And then doing that for a half an hour and then going back downstairs and doing some more work and wrapping up the day where the resistance comes in. And I'm sure, you know, is by that time, it's the end of the day. I've been a parent a lot of the day, been running a business, just exhausted. And I, over my life have had trouble prioritizing myself when it's not something that I absolutely have to do. Mm. I opt out when there's that resistance, right? Mm. Um, like, oh, I don't have, like, I can do it tomorrow. I'll start next week. You know, if like, I could tell you the number of times I have said on Monday, we start <laughs> I just, it's insane. It's insane. Cause like who hasn't, right. It's a very common theme, but that's, that's the area where I just need to kind of push through that and figure out, you know, kind of the best way to, to manage that and uh, get into a place where it's more habit and it's more routine. And I know that I'm not always going to want to do it. Mm -hmm. I get that. I know I'm never going to get there. That's fine. We're humans. Not going to happen. But it's, it's put being able to push through that discomfort to get to the place where I can consistently work out. Because right now all I'm looking to do is three days a week, 30 minutes, dumbbells. That's where I figured I would start. But of course we can, we can chat more about that. So I love that. I love that. Yeah. So um, I'm trying to figure out schedule wise, what time and just full honest, there's no judgment at all. What yeah, time yeah, do you yeah. wake up? Normally during the week, I wake up at 545 every oh, day. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. Cause my, my daughter, like I dropped my daughter off at school at 7, 10 AM. She starts school at 7, 20. Okay. Um, so I, get up, get her started. And then that's, that's the day on the weekends. Usually, I don't know, seven between somewhere between like seven and 8. AM just kind of okay. depends on what's going on with the girls. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. when would be in your, if we're like planning out your week from the three days a week, getting some workout in, yeah. when do you think the best times and most realistic times for you to work out would be? And during the week, during the weekend, like time of day, what do you think about that? Mm -hmm. I think if, if I'm being realistic, I think I would, tr I should try to get in two evening workouts, right? When the girls go to bed during the week, right? Like maybe a Tuesday and a Thursday or something like that. Um, Thursday is actually pretty good because I have a little bit more leeway. Um, cause our youngest is usually sleeping over at uh, my wife's parents that night. So we just have our oldest daughter with us on, on Thursday evening. So I might have a little more leeway there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then my brain always wants to force me into the same pattern, right? So if I'm working out in the evenings during the week, my brain goes, okay, cool. So then it's Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday in the evenings. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's where I start to go. Well, no, because it's rare that like my wife and I basically get Friday, Saturday and Sunday evenings, like completely to ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of like when we catch up and stuff. Uh, but I think maybe if I tried to take that Sunday evening workout and maybe I do it in the morning, right? Maybe I fit that in after breakfast on a Sunday. Yeah. Um, is that realistic? 
I think, I think so. I really do. Because it's also important to me that the girls like see me working out. Not that I'm like doing it in the living room, but like it's, I'm, it's me saying, Hey, cool. I'm going to go work out. And then I pop off for 30 minutes and do it. Um, I don't want to do that during the week. Cause again, with them being at school and us being busy during the day, don't really get to see them, you know, as much. So I don't want to like come home, have dinner, and then I pop off to work out. That's why I think during the week, those two would, I'll probably just, you know, tough it out and do it after they go to bed, which isn't that big of a deal. But yeah, I think that Sunday one, if I flip that and maybe do it in the morning, I feel like that's more realistic. Cause by, by the time it gets to Sunday evening, like sure, I could do 30 minutes or I could sit down and have a cocktail with my wife. So which one of those is going to win every time? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that, that makes total sense. All right, so I love that. So we've got Thursday evening, Sunday morning, right? Mm-hmm. And then, two, yeah, and Tuesday evening. My, okay. my, I think, although, wait, hang on. Okay, Tuesdays, yeah, yeah, I'll just do that. Because Tuesdays are kind of nuts anyways. And I think the likelihood of me getting work done on a Tuesday evening is pretty slim. Okay. So I think keeping the workout on that Tuesday evening, even if it's later, even if it's like nine, is probably still more realistic than me like starting to work at 9 p.m. Okay. On a Tuesday. So yeah, I think I think shooting for that is probably a good jumping off point. That's the the best out of Monday, Wednesday, all, all that. Tuesday's the best one. Yeah. Well, okay. Monday or Tuesday, I think. Yeah. So Monday, what's Monday. The, what's the difference between those two days in terms of schedule, realisticness? Like what's what's that look like? Yeah, honestly, yeah, probably when I really think about it. Shifting into Monday is probably more realistic because in a few weeks, Tuesdays are going to be in the evenings are going to be gymnastics for my younger daughter at five. That's basically five to six. And then swimming for my oldest starting at seven. And we usually get home around like eight, eight 30, something like that. So yeah, let's, let's be honest. I'm being realistic. We're probably looking at a, at a Monday at a Monday, Thursday. Yeah. And can you manage that? Could you do Monday? Is that like with work? I think so. I think so. Yeah. And that actually leads me to another question that I wanted to ask was, again, my brain wants to go, okay, workout day, rest day, workout day, rest day. Like I want to space that apart. But if I'm doing a workout on Sunday morning and I'm doing a workout on Monday evening, as long as like, let's say it's lower on Sunday morning and upper on Monday evening, we good? Totally fine. Okay. All right. That's why I don't like full body workout routines. Because Fair. if it was full body routine, that would be an issue. Exactly. Um, but with an upper lower split or upper lower full or push pull legs, which is what three times a week is going to be soon, then mm-hmm. then you're totally fine two days yeah. in a row. No issue whatsoever. Um, there's also the the thing, and this goes back to, this is why it's so important at the very beginning to define the goal, which I loved how you brought up the post that I made where it's like the goal is overall health, not necessarily being elite power lift or anything like that. Yeah. If you're an elite power lifter, even with upper and lower, I would still like a day between just because you're going to be lifting so heavy and so intensely that right. your nervous system will need some recovery for the amount of weights that I lift and that you're going to be lifting. And like, like, and I have an elite powerlifting background. I don't lift nearly that weight anymore at all. Right. So I'm totally fine doing two workouts back to back because like, I'm not doing powerlifting style workouts. So yeah. even if like we, even if you were doing similar muscle groups, I still wouldn't even be worried about it. So Mm -hmm. Sunday, Monday, Thursday is a great schedule. As long as you, you feel like you, you feel confident that you can do it. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think, I think so. I think that to start is probably the the best bet. Yeah. Now, the one thing that I'm going to bring in here is let's talk about what happens, not if, but when, whether it's on Monday or Thursday or Sunday, when you don't want to do it. Well, let's yeah. talk about that. Let's talk about what is your mental and physical strategy when that happens? Because coming up with, it's not just the plan of what to do workout wise. It's like, what do we do when our mind says, fuck this shit? Yeah. How, how do we fix it? So let's talk about that. What, what do you think? And, and I'll, I'll give my thoughts as well. Yeah. So, and yeah, that's, that's where if I had a good, clear answer, the last 12 months probably wouldn't look like what they <laughs> what they been like, right? But if, if I'm, I think it's going to be, I really just need to have it in my head that I'm going to feel better if I push through it than if I don't. And I, I, I kind of, I don't want to like beat myself up for this whole last year where I've been going back and forth, but I can use that as like, okay, look, you, you tried that, mm. that didn't work. So now let's do this instead. And, and again, really, I think if it's, if I can get through that first two weeks to 30 days, mm -hmm. I think that's where I'm going to start to see enough momentum mm -hmm. that it's going to, that resistance is still going to be there and it's still going to be just as strong, but I'm, my brain's going to have evidence to like push back against it. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, I think, yeah, trying to just like remind myself that I'm trying to prioritize myself in these 30 minutes and I just have to do it no matter what. Mm -hmm. um, again, that's not, not very different than how, well, like what my thinking has been because, you know, it's all altruism until you're in that moment exactly. and then that all falls away, right? Yeah. But you can have all the intentions and mindsets and everything, but it just, when I'm exhausted and I'm just like done with the day with a capital D, it's, it's hard to keep that stuff in mind. It's hard to bring that stuff back and get in that mindset, you know? So that, that's where I'm interested in cool. really interested in anything you have, any advice you have. So I'm going to, I'm going to give my thoughts on this. And this is something that I've, I've worked on cultivating a lot. And especially I think you and I, like, you've got a want, you've got two girls. I'm jealous. You've got two kids. All like, <laughs> we want more. Um, one thing that has really changed for me is my mindset around my own health and fitness and all that since I've had my daughter and I'm sure similar to you. Yeah. If you've listened to my podcast before, especially with podcasts around with people who've lost like over a hundred pounds, one thing I will often ask is like, what sparked the change? And one thing that is with almost every single person who's like made huge changes like this is fear. Every, yep. all, like literally like, there's only one instance in which someone didn't say that, but every, and I've spoken with hundreds of people who've lost huge amounts of weight, changed their life, fear, 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 fear. Now, I don't want to scare the shit out of people, but I want, I think sometimes education will lead to a healthy dose of fear. Sort of like, why do they put a skull and crossbones on a box of cigarettes? Well, it's to scare you. It's like, mm -hmm. Is because it's trying to scare you into being like, this is going to give you cancer if you do it for long enough. Yeah. Um, why do they, I, I remember in high school, we had, uh, there was a program called Mothers Against Drunk Driving. 
and they had a whole staged drunk driving accident where like they pretended someone died and like i don't know if that's accurate or not but like that made sure i never drunk drove ever again and i'm sure the the concepts are and some people will be like well you shouldn't do that it's traumatizing yeah well i'm definitely not going to drunk drive anymore and i haven't like my whole life because of it so um what i'm leading into here is something you said early on that I actually want to change the mindset. Earlier in the conversation, you said, if I don't have to do it, then like, oh, I could do it tomorrow or whatever it is. You do have to do it because if you don't, there will be one day very soon that you aren't able to. And for me, one thing that has solidified this is and I have a different perspective because I'm a coach and I've been around people like, dude, I've, I've seen people who, who work out and stay in shape. And when they're 60, 70, 80, 90, the amount they can do is so outrageously different than other people who are the same age or younger. Um, right. It's insane. And not even just what they can do working out. I just mean, what they can do in a normal day, what mm -hmm. hurts, what doesn't hurt, what they have access to, what like their finances are more are 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 more uh, thinned out because they need more help, they need more. Like there's so much of life is determined by what you are actually able to do, and that is determined by what you do today. Yeah, your future is determined by what you do. It's it's you can't just do it tomorrow. And I understand what I'm saying goes against so much of what I say otherwise, where it's like, it's okay, get back on track. But the question here is, after a long time, a year plus whatever of struggling with it, how do we actually make it stick? We, right. need, to, we need to really understand if it doesn't stick, there's going to be real consequences for it. Um, and it's different from shame like even throughout this process like there will be times where you miss it you won't be able to get it in who knows like maybe there's an issue with the with hello lavender which everyone should go to the website maybe the website like like uh, so many people go there the website shuts down you need to deal with a hosting problem like yeah whatever it is uh, life happens life happens but we need to get you 80 percent consistent with it absolutely we need that and that yeah. i think needs to come from somewhere and in my experience it's best coming from a place of fear mm -hmm. uh and again not so much fear that like you're a hypochondriac and it takes over your life but a healthy dose of fear in the same way that like a healthy dose of fear that will prevent you from starting chain smoking cigarettes a healthy dose of fear that gets you to like all right i'm gonna get in the gym because when i'm like as i get older if I don't, I'm not going to be able to keep up with my kids. It's going to strain my finance. It's going to strain my relationships. It's going to, it's, and then something else you hit on having your daughter see that you prioritize exercise for their benefit, having mm -hmm. them see like, Hey, it's in your calendar. Like dad has workouts Sunday, Monday, Thursday, this is in his calendar. So when they go to college, when they become adults, like this is something that's not weird for them. It's not abnormal. It's like, Oh yeah. An adult plan their time for themselves so they can exercise it's not weird it's not abnormal it's normalized for them which is right. also important um, yeah, yeah but i think it you have to operate from a place of i need to make this happen and it has to happen today this cannot wait because 
the more it waits, the sooner my downfall is coming in a sense, like this, my lack of mobility, my lack of strength, the sooner you're going to need help from other people, the sooner you're going to need to spend finances on, on other things that you would have been more independent had you done this more consistently. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that that actually brought up two other things that I was thinking about was one, I forgot about this when I was recovering from the surgery. And I was this is even like when we got home from the hospital, but I was, you know, way, way less mobile. And I'm just, I was just going like, man, I got like, I need to get to a point where like, yes, recovering from surgery, that's, that's a given, right? Like everybody has to do that. But I'm like, I need to make sure that I do everything I can so that just like normal stuff doesn't put me in this situation. Right. Yes. So I can bounce back from things when I'm older. Cause like you said, when you're older, it's not about like, how much can you deadlift? It's like, Hey, you can walk and your knees aren't going to snap in half or like yep. your back's not going to get thrown out. Like I can lift up my grandkids, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Right. Um, and the other one is I hadn't really touched on this much, but I want to do this also to rebuild trust and confidence in myself mm. because that has eroded over time. Cause if you mm. keep telling yourself, you're going to do something, you're going to do something, you're going to do something, you never do it. Yes. I'm at the point where I like, don't, I barely trust what I tell myself I'm going to do, you know, because yeah. Yeah, I love that looking That's... back. See, if I look at the history, well, shit, I haven't. So I want to, and I, that's not a good feeling. I don't want to be there anymore. You know, um, I want to be confident that if I set my mind to something and say, I'm going to do it, that I do it. Cause that's, yeah. again, it's another thing leading by example for my daughters too, you know? So 100%. I love that example because if you had a friend and, and you had a standing appointment with your friend, like to hang out every week and every single week, they were like, Hey, can't do it. Hey, can't do it. Hey, can't do it. Hey, can't do it. Eventually you would just stop asking. Like, I don't want to, I'm not going to make an yeah. appointment. You'd tell your wife like, yeah, like that, that guy's flaky, like not really a good friend. It's like, that's what we do to ourselves. When we say we're going to do it, we say we're going to do it. We say we're going to do it. And we just keep putting it off. So I, I love that. Um, yeah. So the way that, that I think about this is in those moments, I want your train of thought to now, instead of being, I can do it tomorrow or whatever. Like, I really want your first like thought that comes to head being like, oh no, like this needs to be done immediately. Now, mm -hmm. the cool part about that is now, so that's the mental side of it. Now we get to the practical side and the, right. the, the, or the physical side, which is, I always make a deal with myself that says I have to do one set of one exercise. If after that set, like I don't feel well, there's an issue with the business that needs to be taken care of. Cool. I can, I can go do that. But in my entire life, after I've done one set, I have never been like, okay, I'm done. Not yeah. once ever. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of a, a trick, but the option is still there, right? Where it's like, so do you work out at home? Do you go to the gym? I do. Yeah. And actually I have, cause I have like a small set of dumbbells, like fives up to thirties. So I can Perfect. do a decent amount with that. But then long-term planning, I actually right before, like in late 2019, I had always wanted like a barbell set in the basement and squat rack and all that yeah. stuff. I found somebody selling one. And so I picked it up. And so I have a bench, I have a squat rack, oh, I have bars, go. I have plates. Like I yeah. have, I have what I need. Like I have literally have everything that I need to do this. So it's, 
fixing what's between the ears and then, you know, getting down to business. Got it. So, so, so this is, that's it. Like, that's perfect. If you had to go to a gym, that would be another obstacle. Right. So, so the cool part is like, you just get up and you go do your first set. I don't mm -hmm. care if it's five pound dumbbells, your first warm up set. I don't give a shit. You got to get in there and just pick the dumbbells up. Like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe you start off with dumbbell rows, push ups, whatever it is. Do one set. And after, like, that's your deal. Like, I have to do one set. Walk yep. the fuck to the basement and go do one set. That's it. Or wherever the weights are, go do it. That's it. Yeah. And, and like, it, I can't do it tomorrow. I need to do it now. And if you only have 15 minutes today, then you're going to do it in 15 minutes and you're going to get it done. But that is 100% like give yourself the ultimate, like the, the no option of I have to do one set. Because the reality is even one set is better than nothing. And and once it's done, you're not going to be like, all right, I'm out. Like, you're, you're yeah. just I've, I've never worked out and been like, well, damn, I really shouldn't have done that. Like ever. No, ever. Absolutely not. Um, I've done a bad lift and have been like, that was a terrible <laughs> idea. But, you know, the whole concept, always good. Um, yeah, and it's funny because you said, you know, it being like, like a non-negotiable, like you have to do it. It's funny, every, you know, my wife and I will just hang out and talk and chat and stuff. And sometimes we get, you know, you get into those deeper conversations about mm -hmm. stuff and like what's really bugging you. And this has been something that's on my mind for a long time. And she's, you know, she's the absolute tough love that I need. She's like, yeah, you just need to fucking do it. She's like, mm -hmm. it's a, you need to make this a non-negotiable. This isn't, it's, a, it's not a want, it's a need that you have to do this. And it's coming from a good loving place. Like I'm correct, not saying she's correct. busting my ass. She is in the best way that I need it because I you know, have not been pushing myself, you know, that in the way that I need to. And so she's always been there, like pushing me to do it. Just go, go. So like losing extra time with her at night is not a problem from mm -hmm. that perspective. Right. She, you know, she's told me, she's like, just go. She's like, do what you have to do. She's like, I will be here when you're done. It yeah. is fine. This is not an issue with me. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. Um, and then I don't <laughs> do shit. Uh, so so yeah, it's, it's the, the groundwork has been laid. I just gotta, yeah, just gotta and, do the damn thing. Like, she's, she's a great partner, right? She's great. Absolutely. She's she, the absolute best. She's, it's one of those things where it, it's, it's a tough line. Someone, some, some people might hear that and be like, oh my God, your partner's telling you that like, you have to work out. It's like, if you're, if the partner's saying like, you're a fat piece of shit and you need to like you right. know wait that's not good but if your partner feel mm -hmm. like hey i want you to prioritize yourself and your health and you need to do this for our family like that exactly. partner loves you like they, yep. they love you and so mm -hmm. that's that's amazing and the fact that she's like i know it, it's going to mean maybe a little bit less time but like that's so we have more time in the long run like net longer time better time higher quality exactly time. so I mean, uh, how how do you feel now about the mindset change and and the practical like one set? How do you feel about that? I feel really good. I think that's exactly what I need because again, the the barrier of entry for me to get my hands on my weights is I walk up a set of stairs and go through a door. Like that's it. Don't have to get in my car. Don't have to go to the gym. Don't have to get changed. Like, none of that. Um. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's that's I think uh that's perfect. Yeah have the the one other thing i'm going to i'm going to ask is have you spent much time around older people who who really struggle with their strength mobility or have you seen that in person 
So yeah, it was, it was a little let's get a little little dark. Um, it actually happened with my dad. Um, mm. who throughout, as far as I can remember, you know, as a kid, never I never really saw him working. Like he was always working on our house. He was really handy and and all that. Um, but he smoked a lot, mm. and that led to him collapsing in a parking lot of like an Ace Hardware when I was like. I don't know, 16, 17. And he, he made it through that, but that took him to the hospital. It was like a quadruple bypass. And then that all reared its head again in 2020. And he didn't bounce back this time. Oh, um, and we actually lost him in, in 2020 due to that, you know, it was he, and like once once he had that initial episode with his heart again, like that was when I was still in high school. Um, he was the model patient after that treadmill in the basement. You know, he was always, he was doing everything he absolutely could to keep up with that, but the damage had already been done. Mm. And that like, you, you can't get that back. Mm. And it, and that's not a situation that I want to have for my wife, but also like, my kids and like their grandkids. Cause like when he passed away, our youngest daughter, Riley, she was like, I don't know, a little over a year, not maybe not even Jesus. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Anyways, she was still really, really, really young. So she's right. never going to have any memories of him and they right. would have, she's four now and a total ass kicker and they would have had like the best time together, but that's just not in the cards. And right. so, yeah, I kind of always have that in my head going, like you cannot let this happen. And that, that goes back to that fear you were talking about. And it's funny because I, I kid you not, not a week ago, I listened to the podcast that you had on fear with your producer oh, no from way. like a few months ago. <laughs> yeah. So I was scrolling through, I was like, you know, I want to, I want to like, you know, listen to a few episodes, kind of get, get back into it. Um, and I saw the one, I was like, that seems helpful. So I listened to that while I was waiting to pick up my youngest from school. And then at the same time, I had a note up like a notepad up on my phone, just listing like my greatest fears wow. just to like, just like getting into it. I was like, Oh, fuck it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So I love that. yeah. Cause that, that was at the point where I was like, you know, it's, it's also coming from that mindset of needing to like break through that discomfort and get to the space on the other side of it. And knowing what scares the shit out of me is the thing that, you know, is what's going to help with that. Cause it's not only, you know, that, but it's, knowing what you're afraid of, like you had said, is probably the thing that you need to then do. Cause yes. my brain tells me, Oh, well, if you don't, but yeah, but if you take that time to work out at night, like that's not time that you're going to get with your wife and you guys are going to be more distant. Even again, even though she said time and time and time again, like, dude, it's fine. We're good. Yeah. I, that I have that fear. And so that's what tells me, okay, well then no, fuck all that. You just need to get rid of it and go. Yeah. So, yeah. And, yeah. and it, it's, it's on one hand, establishing what scares you. And on the other hand, knowing what will prevent that fear from coming true and understanding, man, it, it's so funny I've studied physical fitness, exercise, nutrition, my whole life since I was 14. And it's really like, I've, I've dove more and more into the physiology of it. I think really over the last few years, I've gotten more interested in, in blood pressure and how the heart actually works and how it pumps throughout the yeah. body and all of this. And um, it is absolutely fucking wild 
what exercise does to the body. And when I say exercise, I mean walking. I mean doing a few sets of strength training. Just it is absolutely wild, man. Mm -hmm. It's and I've never, I've been doing this since I was fourteen. I'm thirty two now, so almost twenty years. Like I've never been more in awe of what this stuff does for us than I am now. Ever. Yeah. It's just it's crazy how quickly things deteriorate when you don't do it and how quickly things improve when you do do it. And so keeping that in mind that you have this list of your greatest fears and you have the answer to it being movement exercise Sunday, Monday, Thursday, this is, that's your answer. And when you can keep that top of mind, I think, I think it could help a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Good. hundred percent. So we have that. Is there anything else, whether it's nutrition or anything else that you want to discuss? I mean, it's um, like crushing the nutrition. You're down like 20 plus pounds maintaining it. So like you're, you're doing great there. Yeah. Yeah. With that, it's more, yeah, that that's, and again, that's where I feel like getting back into strength training will really help with that side because that's going to help. Cause what happens is, you know, it's in the evening and it's been a long day and I'm stressed and I'm hungry. I'm like, well, let's see. I'm stressed and I'm anxious and I'm hungry. Which one of those can I immediately <laughs> solve right now? Yeah. <laughs> with a delicious little something. And then I, you know, torpedo, torpedo half a bag of you know, tortilla chips. Um, and that's how we live. So <laughs> yeah, I th- and so having the workouts there to then help reduce that stress level, reduce that anxiety, then I won't, you know, I'm not going to have that kind of, yeah, it's always going to be there. Sure. I'm going to have that hunger, but previously I had known that's kind of like a signal from my body. Like you're doing this right. Okay. It's, Mm -hmm. it's 11 o'clock. Yeah. We're hungry. We're just going to go to bed soon and not worry about that. Like you're not going to waste away at the, in the night and yeah, it's, it's going to be fine. Um, so I think, yeah, it'll make, it'll make dealing with like those late night cravings. Cause that, that's always where I lose it. Like during the day I'm dialed in breakfast is good. Lunch is good. Dinner's good. Yep. And then I always fall apart right at the end. Like I'm tracking my calories. I got everything. I'm like, great, cool. We're like right around. We're maybe like 50 over or like hundred under awesome. And then I enter that last thing and it's like, oh, now you're 400 over. Uh, okay, cool. Good job. Good job. <laughs> Which is like two and a half bites, depending on what you're, right? it's like not uh, yeah. to do at all. Yeah, no, no, no. And it, it, the worst is that Jordan, I love peanut butter. Oh, bro. And it's a problem. <laughs> My man, it is a problem. Oh, God. Um, yeah, yeah. So that is, yeah, that's another one where like, you want to see the saddest thing in the world, look at an yeah. actual serving size of peanut butter and the you worst. will cry. You will You'll just be depressed for a month. It's the, I, I remember I remember when I first figured it out, I was like, I, I it like took my breath away. It was like I got hit in the chest with a baseball bat. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like the only thing that can that I can really like relate that to something else is the first time I figured out what paying taxes was actually like as a business owner. I remember <laughs> I, I was on my phone with my my tax guy. I was I was I must have been. 21 or 22 cuz i mm-hmm. started my business and i was like i don't know and i don't know what i'm doing so i got a referral to a tax guy and, yeah. and he goes okay this is how much you owe and i i remember being like no that can't be right and he was like what do you mean i was like that just that can't be right because that's basically everything i have and he was like yeah. well welcome to paying taxes uh-huh. like that's how bad it felt when i realized 
what one serving of peanut butter actually yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I can relate to both of those things. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay. So long term, right? Yeah. Yep. I have always wanted to, um, I, I would love to get to the point where I am eating extra calories on purpose to yeah. build muscle, the thing I'm yeah. supposed to do. So <laughs> ideally, right. So we, we talked about, I think we got our, like we got our short term, right. So long-term ideally what I have in my head, cause like I said, I'm about like, I'm like 173 as of today, I can comfortably get down to and hang around at like 160. Cause I'm like five, nine, right. Not huge, not, you know, short King. Love you. Um, <laughs> and so I feel like I can, I can comfortably hang at like a 160, right? So I feel like doing that sustainably with a calorie deficit and, you know, doing my dumbbells and all that stuff, I feel like I'm probably looking at like two or three months, right? To like get, to get down there and be good and hanging out. So would you recommend like some time in maintenance once I am where I ideally want to be before yes. we get to the surplus? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. There are a okay. couple a couple reasons why. Um, the The main one is it's just it's a lot of people will go straight to the physiology, and the physiology is important. But I think the behavioral and the psychology, I think, is I actually think it's more important. Um, and I deliberately didn't say equally important. I think it's more important the behavioral and the psychology part of it because mm -hmm. maintenance is, I think, the most important skill to practice. And it's usually the one that people never practice, right? People will practice calorie deficits pretty frequently and they're, they'll be thinking about them. And even when they're in maintenance, they're actually thinking about calorie deficits. <laughs> so they're not actually practicing maintenance there. It's, it's like this weird middle ground of being in maintenance, but not practicing maintenance. Right. Yeah. And so the skill of practicing maintenance, not trying to be in a calorie deficit, not mm -hmm. deliberately anymore, but the skill of being in maintenance is ironically, I think the most under-practiced nutrition skill. So the, the practice of doing that, I would give yourself at least one month. Ideally, I'd like to see three months in maintenance of just like, right. just chill. Like, let's just relax. Let's eat without the goal of losing weight, without the goal of gaining weight. Because the cool part is in maintenance, you'll still be able to build muscle. Right. Like you right. still can build substantial muscle there while practicing maintenance. Mm -hmm. And then after three months, then you can decide, okay, do I want to increase calories several hundred or would I just like to stay in maintenance? And it's up to you and you can make that decision and you can make that decision on the foundation of now knowing how to do maintenance. Right. Right. Okay. So cool. On, and on that note is, I know it's different for everyone, but is there like a general range of, you know, you said you can still build muscle in maintenance. Is that true for like X amount of time? Is that like, Hey, for like, you can, most people, most normal people can continue to build months or build muscle in like six to 12 months of maintenance. Like, mm -hmm. I, I guess maybe what I'm asking is like, how do I know with my body kind of when it's time to crank things up a little bit it on the would, calorie side. It would take honestly years and years <laughs> okay, to, to really get to a point where you can't build muscle and maintenance anymore. Yeah. Um, it would take years and years of, of relentless consistency and high level, high intensity training. Yeah. 
I mean, it's cool because there has been some recent research coming out of very high level natural lifters, like elite level lifters, building significant muscle, even in a slight deficit, which has been, it's shaken the science-based industry to its core because it's the, the, the difference here. And the key here in these situations is they, they significantly overfed protein right now. I don't recommend that from a health perspective. I, and I think I, I've been talking about this a little bit recently where I think the vast majority of the world under eats protein, but the science based under the fitness industry overeats protein overcompensates. And, sure. And there's, I think there are real negative health consequences to that long-term. So I would never recommend eating that much protein in order to like be an advanced lifter, still building muscle in a deficit, but for a beginner to intermediate lifter, you could be in maintenance and build substantial muscle for yeah. many, many years. All right. Cool. All right. Then I'll probably, what I'll probably do then is cause like protein wise right now, that's a secondary goal for me. I know it's important. So like my goal every day is like 120 grams. Um, and I pretty much clock in usually between 80 and 90. So like there's some work to do, but mm-hmm. I'm not at a super, super low number. I'm not getting like 40 for the day. Right. 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 So, cause I know it's really important. You know, it helps keep me full and balanced and, and all that fun stuff. Um, so I think probably what I'll do like long-term is maybe next I'll worry about, I won't even think about really doing a controlled good surplus until honestly a year from now, like next fall, honestly, like do a surplus in the winter months when we're all hanging out and wearing sweaters and coats. Um, and then, you know, you know, start to maybe do like a little mini cut to, you know, shave things down in the, in the spring and go from there. But yeah, knowing that I can still build a substantial amount of muscle while in maintenance, like takes the, like the bulk question pretty much out of my mind for now. Like I'm not even gonna think about that, you know, mm-hmm. cause all that matters to me right now is just consistency and sustainability. Uh, if I can nail that, then I'll be, yeah, I'll be in, in really good, in really good shape in a lot of ways, you know, not just physically, mentally too. A hundred percent, one, 100 percent. And, uh, and yeah, you can build a substantial amount of muscle and your health can improve just dramatically, uh, dude in a year. Oh my God. Health can improve <laughs> Uh, insane amounts it's even crazy like uh for the the glucose experiment that i just did like it's pretty crazy because i got my blood work done before and after yeah yeah. and like i'll spoiler like all of my blood work improved um fucking knew it (laughs) bro my triglycerides my 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 uh because i genetic i have high high uh i I have high cholesterol genetically my cholesterol Mm. got substantially better throughout that experiment uh like wild but and it was 30 days like and and imagine over the course of three months six months a year of dedicated fitness dedicated nutrition man it's you can completely change your life so i I love that we're thinking long term and um i'm really really excited because i think both of these these things put together the short term and the long term is going to be amazing yeah yeah, I yeah, I completely agree. Um, and then in terms of like lifting and program wise, like I have a couple of things. Honestly, <laughs> the short workouts that I've been doing because that's just where I kind of needed to start with was were yours from a while ago. I think you made a post on like twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. It was like the 
it was like upper, lower, and full in like 30 minutes or less. They're like dumbbell ones that you did yeah. in the gym. And I got those saved and I programmed them in my app. And, and that's that's what I've been using. Um, so I think I'll probably go back to those, but I also have some saved stuff from the three-day-a-week dumbbell-only program from the Inner Circle. Yeah. Um, I like I had like screenshots of that saved. I never, again, never actually got around to doing it. But I feel like I want to start with probably like a month of just doing those really basic, you know, older ones, just because I know them, I've done them. And I just need to get like the movement back. And then I'll probably move into, uh, you know, the dumbbell only workouts at this point, I'll probably just say November, right? I'll just do like the end of this month, all through October. um, Because I got some, we had some weird stuff coming up in October, we're going to be in up in New York for about a week. Um, So that'll be fine. I'm not going to really worry about anything there. Calories don't count doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> and that'll be fine. So, and that, and honestly, that'll be a good test for me. Like that's where I will really know that the mindset shifting that we're talking about is working because mm-hmm. that's what always does it for me. Right. It's mm-hmm. my birthday, my wife's birthday. We're doing this. We go on a vacation and it's eat what you want when you're doing that. And then I find it hard to rein it back in Mm-hmm. when I get back, I'm not trying to do, I'm not trying to do like crazy restrictions once I'm back, but even just getting back to normal and a baseline, it's like, that's where I've really struggled. And that's usually where the yo-yo is happening, right? Like we went to Spain in May and I got down to 168 right before we left. I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to go to Spain and come back maybe like a pound or two. And then I'll just keep going down. Mm-mm, we rode that train right back up, son. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think, yeah, the, the mindset shift is going to, is going to help a lot with that. And that's where in October, I can really put that into practice, come back from being gone for a week and just is what it is. We get back to the basics, focus on the consistency and go. The one thing I'm going to want you to, to, to bring to New York is scheduled time for your, even if it's not a a strength workout, Mm -hmm. I want you to walk. Oh, my man, we are going to be walking everywhere. Good. No worries. Good, good, we good, good. are going to, that's what we do. Like when we, my wife and I love to travel. It's just what we want to do all the time. And yeah. so we travel and we eat and we drink. Like what <laughs> restaurants are we going to? Where are we getting drinks? Where are the pastries? Show me the bagels. Show me the donuts. Like I want to hang out with you and your wife. I feel like you're Hell like, yeah, you, you do. and my wife, we would all hang out and we'd get along very well. This is like, that's amazing. what we love to do. <laughs> exactly. Because like when you travel, the food is just food's the best. Like, let's yes. be honest, food is just the best. Yes. And it's like the best way to experience different cultures too. Yes. And it's just, I love it. Like we went just this last weekend, we were in Chicago. Um, so we're about an hour and a half from there. So whenever my wife and I want to go out like for a date night, we're like, mm, fuck the suburbs, we're going to Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> um, and my, my wife is Indian. And so we really, not really on purpose, but like there was a really, really fancy, um, Indian restaurant that just opened up. It was, it was like the first truly fine dining experience that I've ever done where it's like a set menu. Yeah. They bring out the little plates with all the things. And like, have you seen, have you seen the bear on Hulu? Okay. One, watch that shit. It's incredible. (laughs) Two, it's about like this guy who used to be like this crazy executive chef and he's trying to like fix up his family's restaurant and stuff like that. It's really, really good. Um, but it reminded me, I just had like flashes of like the dishes that they show in there. It's like these immaculate, like these works of art and like the flavors were just incredible. So like, I am never giving that up again, never going to have a six pack. That is fine. I live for food, live for drinks, like (laughs) let's go. That's, that's what it's all about. So 
That's all we want to do in retirement. And that, again, that brings me back to something you said earlier. All we want to do when we retire is travel, like to the point where we're even thinking like when we retire, we may just buy a place in Europe, sell our house here, live over there, and then travel everywhere because the the cost is getting over there. Once you're there, dude, trains, like trains are amazing. Trains here suck. Trains here are terrible. Public transit here is awful. It's, It's so bad. But dude, so, it's, it's so fun. Like, that's exactly what we'd like to do. And it's, mm-hmm. it's actually really sad because I have family members who they worked their entire lives to do that. And now they can't. That's what it is. Like yeah. in this moment, I have some of my closest family members who I, since I was a kid, I watched them, they worked their entire lives to do it. And because they didn't keep up with their health and fitness, now they can't, they can't yeah. like, it's, it's the most, it's so devastating. It's mm-hmm. Yes, that that's exactly what happened to my father-in-law, uh, Rush's dad. Like he just he worked worked his whole life, his work and save, work and save, work and save, work and save. And you know, because he moved here from India when he was like in his early twenties, something yeah. like that. So my wife is yeah, like a first generation here, and he retired like a year ago, two years ago, and then immediately had all these GI issues Ugh. crop up and all this stuff. And we're talking like a year of like different medications and tests. Like we got it dialed in and he's good, but it's it still, it makes it hard to travel. And yeah. it's, that's another reason why my wife tried to do stuff whenever we can, because like, there is no guarantee yep. that a, you're even going to be around. Right. Yep. And B you'll be mobile enough. So like, we're assuming we're going to be around and that's why like you had said earlier, you know, that's another reason why I really want to just be, that was, I think one of the key things of like being in the best shape of my life at 40. Cause I want to prove that as I get older, I can just take this and let it rip and just be in amazing shape when I'm 50, 60, and we are just traveling the world and I can keep up, you know, we can do hikes, we can do, you know, long walks and, and stuff like that. And I don't have to worry about Oh, my knees are acting up or my hips, you know, screwed up and, and stuff like that. So exactly. Dude, yeah. I love it, man. I mean, did, did, was this helpful? Do you feel good going forward? I do. I do. Yeah, I, I really do. You know, it's just um, I and I knew because, again, I have a lot of knowledge, mostly thanks to you. I have a lot of the pieces in place, right? Like I got the weights here. Um, you know, and all that. And I'm fortunate enough to work from home and run our own business, which has its own challenges, but has a lot of freedom in it too. Um, so yeah, I think it, it, again, it's really just, it's the mindset shift, shift and knowing that what I, and it's just pushing through that discomfort, you know? Um, and I feel like pushing through that discomfort in fitness, it will also help me push through it in other areas of my life as well, where I know I need to. So I feel like this is an area where I know that I can really excel if I put my mind to it and really put myself into it. And that's just going to do nothing but benefit everything else. You know, a hundred percent. And there if we you, go. If you need anything, you let me know. I'm always here. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, this is, this is great. This has been a pleasure for me. Uh, I mean, if you're ever in Dallas, if you and your wife ever want to come, like, please let us know. We'd love to hang out. We had know some great restaurants, great places to get drinks. Uh, All right. Sounds but, good. You ever up here in Chicago? Let me know. Yeah, dude, I absolutely we know tons of good places. That's what I we do. Chicago. It's I, I, not in the winter, but I do love Chicago. Uh, absolutely. Not summer. in the winter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And honestly, that's another thing where this winter is going to be interesting because with like, I'm, 
concentrating on weightlifting right now, but I also know that daily movement is really important. And like, I have kids and that helps, but to a certain extent, but also like in January, I'm going to be honest, I'm not trucking my ass outside. Like, unless I have to absolutely have to. So there's a couple of things I can do with that. I thought about like the walking pad as you have like, yeah. So I'm toying with that as an idea especially Um, for working at home or even office, but like, dude, that thing, it, the number of messages I get about that thing being like, I used to only get like 2,500 steps. Now I easily get 10,000 in a day. It's, right. it's wild. That thing, it goes by so fast, taking calls, whatever. Like it's, I could not recommend that more. Yeah. I think that's probably, if I'm being realistic with myself, like that's going to be the thing that really helps me get in like that, that daily movement. Um, yeah. Cause yeah, like it, Northern Illinois in the winter. No, not, absolutely not, not, not going to happen. Absolutely not. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> that actually brings to just another really small question. So I actually, years and years and years ago, of course, thought that cardio was the key to losing weight. Mm-hmm. So I went out and bought a really expensive elliptical, which okay. has graced my basement for like eight years at this point. Oh, I don't know. Oh, that's amazing. But it, yeah, it, it's still, as far as I know, still works. Haven't tested in a while, but my feet always get numb. Do you mm. have any tips for like your feet getting numb on an elliptical? Yeah, dude, it's, it's actually very common. It's yeah, I would think super, so. Super common. Do you wear shoes when you're on it or no? I do, but I would be up. willing not to. Yeah. That, okay. That's what's helped me because sometimes my feet will get numb. The, I, mm-hmm. What I've noticed is when I have cushioned shoes, like running shoes or something. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm that. wearing. But yeah. when I go barefoot, they don't have that issue anymore. So, so that's helped me. Um, I would give it a shot, but it's actually, it's super, yeah. super common. Yeah. So yeah. just take, take your shoes off. Okay. Awesome. That's fantastic. That's great. I will absolutely do that. I'm going to check my phone real quick. Cause I want to make sure I got everything, but man, I am feeling good. This is good. so much fun, dude. This was, this yeah. was a blast. And I mean it, like if you're here, you let me know. Um, I appreciate all of your support. You're always super kind. And it's just, it's great to finally, speak with you, hear your voice. You're super articulate. I'm going to publish this probably the next couple of days. It's just a really great conversation. I think it's going to help a lot of people. Do you, if you don't want to, you don't have to, do you want to tell people where they can contact you or follow you on social media or? or Yeah. So if you're, if you're looking for just me, um, my Instagram handle is just my name. It's Mike.Alphys. The uh, be warned. I think the last thing I posted was in December of 2019. And it was a picture of Barbara Walters. And it just says, if you know, you know. Um, so really frequent. Um, honestly, if you want to see more recent stuff of me, follow Hello Lavender. That's Hello, Hello Lavender. Lavender Design on Instagram, websites, hellolavender.com. Um, yeah, because my wife and I, you know, we run that together. She is the creative genius behind everything. And I just do all the non-creative stuff so she can just focus on being an amazing artist. So um, yeah, that's, that's where I am. And I've toyed with the idea, of course, of like posting more of like, just like my fitness stuff, just yeah. as I do it, you know, um, especially getting, you know, that, that kind of journey to 40, I think it might be kind of fun to chronicle that. Yeah. Um, that's something that maybe I'll think about in the new year, but I think okay. for now, I really just want to focus on being like internally motivated mm-hmm. and, just focus on doing the work. And if that's something that I still want to do once I get my consistency back, sure, I'll do it. But um, yeah, I'm there. That's where we are. So awesome. Well, let's go. Let's go. 
Um, everyone shoot Mike a message, follow hello lavender designs on Instagram, go to the website. I'm going to, I'm going to look right when we're done, but Thanks, man, man. thank you so much. I hope I get to see you in person soon. And thank you. That would be the best. How it goes, okay. I will. Absolutely. Again. And thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything that you do, man. You have made such a huge, huge difference for me. It's just unreal. So thank you so much. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. Have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you soon. All right. You too. Take it easy, Jordan.